welcome to X106 Friday Take right here on KZOX LP Maryville or KZOXFM.com or via the TuneIn radio app. Also calling Wyatt Bell with you here for the next hour. And as you saw on our Twitter account, we might be talking a little bit of Baker Mayfield to begin the show because last night, Cleveland Browns finally got their first win since December of 2016 when they beat the New York Jets. And Sam Dottle, 21-17 to last night. Baker came in after Tyrod Taylor went down with what we assumed was a concussion late in the first half. Led the Browns to a field goal on his first drive. As the first uh, starter of the Cleveland Browns in the first half, then he came in the second half and put up 18 unanswered before the Jets hit a late field goal. Wasn't enough, though, as the Browns beat the Jets 21-17. to Baker out through Tyra Taylor in his first drive in the first half. Tyra Taylor was away 4-14 with 19 yards total. He got sacked five times in the first half. Baker threw for 71 yards his first drive in the late first half. So I don't think we can start with our overreactions. And Baker Mayfield is now the starter to Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think... I think he was coming in anyway. Uh, by the way, Tyrod was playing. I don't think that uh, I don't think he was going to last much longer last night, uh, regardless of injury. Um, so I think that I think that going forward, it's definitely Baker's team. Baker sure. last night, seventeen for twenty-three, two hundred one, no touchdowns, no picks, but he was efficient as well. Had some nice throws to Jarvis Landry, as well as David and Joku. Sam Donald struggled last night. He was the one. That looked like the rookie. 15 for 31, 169, two picks. Two late picks, I might add. Oh, yeah. While they, were trying to, while they were trying to drive the field and hopefully win the game. And Donald couldn't convert. Yeah, Darnold, uh, he threw a pick in the worst time last night. Last drive, the, the Jets had just made a great play. Um, a heck of a catch. I can't remember who made that catch. But uh, saved the game, really, for the Jets. And then the next play, Darnold throws a pick. and Double coverage. Double coverage threw it off his back foot it was just a terrible throw and that was the rookie showing in in Darnold last night uh first half he he didn't really do much last night it was all Isaiah Crowell on the offensive side so well it was a it was a defensive powerhouse the first half oh, that, yeah. those two defenses are great um of course we both knew that going into the game especially Cleveland's defense with yeah. that front seven to theirs that's just amazing um yeah it was a defensive struggle power the first half and it 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 didn't seem like Donald was in a groove at all last night no he didn't he never got in a groove he the only receiver he could find all night was a noon wall really it seemed like and uh he didn't ever get in a rhythm uh the running game was working pretty good for the Jets early on with Bilal Powell and and Isaiah Crowell but that that defense for Cleveland, uh, I'll tell you what, John Dorsey's done a great job getting this this Cleveland team in in form. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're they're primed to have a good year. Um, I don't know if they're a playoff team, probably not this year, but they're they're looking good. They they looked like a real team last night. I was I was impressed, especially in the second half. Yeah, second half was totally different. Tyrod could not find a rhythm at all. He was getting sacked left and right. And that's where I go back to saying I don't think he would have started the second half regardless of injury. I think it was Baker was going to come in in the second half. I feel like and and he he let a he let a spark under that under that team and and that's and pretty much why they won the game. I feel like it's because of Baker. So. 
Yeah, they definitely won that game because of Baker and only Baker. Um, it, it it seemed like what Tyrod was doing, he seemed scared. He did. Um, it was all dinks and dunks. He wasn't trying to force one deep. Um, Jets pressure was great all throughout the first half. Yeah. Um, but he, he just didn't seem comfortable. Well, he did throw one deep ball, and it was it looked to be an, a pass interference call, but they didn't call it. Um, it was he threw it to the end zone. That was really the only time I saw Tyrod let it loose last night. He yeah. had one good run. He had one good scramble for about thirty yards, and that was that's pretty much all Tyrod did all night, other than get sacked. So, um, yeah, like you said, he did. He had like eighteen yards passing and four attempts or four completions for eighteen yards. Not. Not going to get it done at all. <laughs> it seems like 18 from 4. Yeah, yeah, um, no kidding. Cleveland out right now, and this is the brownsiest record ever, 1-1-1. One, one, one. Um, they're at even 500 throughout the year. They're second currently in the AFC North. While the Jets fall to 1-2, they are third currently in the AFC East, right behind New England. And Miami, who is 2-0 oh on the year. We both had Cleveland last night. Yeah. So that helps us with our record, and those those fans deserve it. They they do. Um, they've been so loyal to that team. Yeah, the they've worst of times. They've seen a lot, and it, it we've said this before, but it finally looks like they have their savior at quarterback. Yep, through one through one showing in the regular season, and not even a whole game. It sure looks like Baker Mayfield was a hit in the draft. Yeah, with a lot of misses in the past. <laughs> we all criticized Dorsey for taking Mayfield. Um, especially over Donald and Rosen. Yeah. Um, and you, on the broadcast last night, Joe Buck and Troy even said, you, you see what's happening with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he drafted Patrick um, Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Um, set behind a year with Alex Smith, um, and look what he is now. Mm-hmm. We'll get into him much later. Um, but Tyra Taylor's not, Patrick, not Alex Smith, not, mm. not by a long shot. No, and that um, and I think Tyrod should still be in Buffalo, to be right honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Buffalo would have a win now if he was still in Buffalo. So. But that adds to the dilemma of should you sit your rookies for a year just to get them prepared mentally, physically, all that. It really depends on who they're sitting behind. Like like Buck mentioned last night, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for, I think, four years almost. Mm-hmm. Um uh, that's a Hall of Fame quarterback he sat behind. And although Alex Smith may not be a Hall of Fame quarterback that's, that was starting in front of, Alec, uh, in front of Patrick Mahomes last year, <clears throat> Alex Smith is a game manager, and he's a very professional quarterback. And if Patrick learned anything, it was how to be a true professional and how to manage a game and how to, and how to just be a, an NFL quarterback. I mean, that's, that's huge. But yeah. Tyrod's not that kind of person, although he's a – I think he's a solid quarterback. I think Baker, I don't think he had that opportunity to sit behind a real grizzled vet. And I think Baker's best option is to learn on the fly this year. Yeah. Um, of course, no no one's doubting Tyrod's veteran no, abilities. Not no, at all. No, I hate chance. He was a great quarterback at Buffalo. Um, but with what you saw with Fitzpatrick at Buffalo, he was behind Taylor as well. Mm-hmm. And look what he's become now for Tampa Bay. Definitely. Um, so if we can take that as precedent, Baker looks like he's going to be doing just fine. Now, of course, Fitzpatrick sat behind Taylor for two years. He did. Um, it, 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 how much is Baker 
he didn't seem scared last night. No, he looked confident. Um, of course, asking for 200 yards off the bench and leading your team to an 18-point comeback is asking a lot for your rookie, but he did it. He did it. And I think Baker Mayfield, if anybody knows anything about Maker, Baker Mayfield, he is beyond confident in his abilities. He might be the most confident quarterback drafted, if in my opinion. I mean, he threw 70% completions the last two years at Oklahoma. He knows he's a very accurate quarterback. He trusts his arm. He has a strong arm with the accuracy, which is hard to find. Um, he may not be the most mobile quarterback in the league, definitely not, because he's a 4'8 guy, but if he can move a little bit, which we saw him do last night, and he can throw that ball, uh, he'll be fine. He's... He'll be just fine. Um, I picked the Browns to win eight mm-hmm. games. I know you weren't so high on them. I think I picked five. You picked five yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, if if they play, if that offense and defense plays like the second half last night, I I think I'm okay with the eight game pick. Mm-hmm. Um, their schedule isn't that bad, especially in the second half. Um, so they and we all we all marked this as a win last night. Every yeah, Browns fan marked this as a win last night. Um, they're gonna be winning a lot more. Um, and those two franchises are got that last night showed that they're gonna turn a corner. Yeah, definitely. Um. A great article last night, Bleach Report, saying that last night we just, um, quote, last night we saw the turning of the tide for two franchises, not just because we think of them as losers, but now we can actually think of them as actual contenders for the Super Bowl. And I very much under underrated or underappreciated Cleveland and the Jets' defense, for that matter. I had no – I knew they had added some, some key pieces, but I had no idea that they were they were that stout. But I guess you can look at the Saints game last week for the Browns, and, and they have a very high-powered offense, and the Browns pretty much shut them down by New Orleans standards. Cause, if, if Cleveland had a kicker, they'd be 3-0 yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and they signed that kicker last night and although or yet last week, and although he made it close on his two field goals, he Couple kicked. Couple balls. But he made them, and that's all that counts. It's three points on the board. And we're missing this fact. If Cleveland has a kicker, they're 3-0 right now, and they yeah. missed three extra uh, field goals last week. At New Orleans, they missed two game-winning field goals in week one, and they made all the field goals last night. But it, Cleveland should be 3-0. They should definitely be 3-0. And going up against the Saints and the Steelers, That's saying if, you, something. if you'd say they're 3-0, they, they'd take that. Oh, yeah. I think they're – I mean, honestly, in all reality, I think they're they're really content with, with being where they're at right now, though. Oh, it course. could be worse. They could have lost those games. And they well, everyone's down them now. Yeah. So I think the Browns were looking good. They, I still hold steady on my five-six win total because I just I don't know if they're quite over the hump yet. But they are they definitely have to be consistent. First. They definitely have to be consistent. And they're on the up. They definitely are. That was last night. Great game last night. Apparently, everyone watched last night. The ratings were up six percent on the NFL Network last right. night. But we now turn to week two of our overreaction Friday, and we begin with the Bengals and Ravens. AJ Dalton, AJ Dalton, Andy Dalton, and AJ. How much I know? Last night's Thursday night game, Dalton 24 for 42 to 5 4 touchdowns. Bengals are 2 and 0. Ravens are 1 and 1. Yeah, I think the Bengals are, uh, honestly, it might be their division to lose right now. They're, yeah. They, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't very high on the Bengals this year, but watching them through two games and seeing what, what, uh, 
Dalton did last week, uh, last Thursday, and AJ Green coming back to form, um, and that defense is just really good. Their front, their front line on defense is just great. Uh, I think the Bengals might be the favorite in that division, especially with what we've seen out of the Steelers so far. And I'm still not sure about the the Ravens yet, and the the Browns maybe even be competitors in that division for all we know right now. I mean, we'll yeah. see. But the Bengals look good. They do, and now it turns into a team that looks great and a team that looks horrible. Kansas City put up monster numbers against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 42-37. to Patrick Mahomes becomes the first player in NFL history to throw 10 touchdown passes the first two games of the year. Yeah, Mahomes, he's looking like everything the Chiefs and uh, Chiefs kingdom thought he would be um, or wanted him to be. He's gone 38 for 55 for 582 yards and and 10 touchdowns. In no his interceptions. First, and no interceptions. That was everyone's worry. In his first two games. He has not shown any signs of, of rookiness at all, although he's in his – I mean, he's been a pro for a whole year. He has led that team in that high-powered offense to two ridiculous offensive outputs the first two weeks. 38 points and was it 42 last week? Yeah. Yep. That's a lot of points in two weeks, and and they're just they're looking good. Mahomes is looking like everything he was made out to be. I mean, we'll see once a full year. Once we get later into the year, defensive coordinators are going to figure some things out that he might struggle at. But we'll see how he handles that. But right now, he looking he's looking really good. He really is. Um, let's talk about Pittsburgh for a second. Steelers, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. They are a dysfunctional mess right now. They're really dysfunctional, and I had them as my two seed in the AFC, and I am really thinking that that was a terrible pick now because they have looked just lost the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Tomlin's lost control of his team, no doubt. No, yeah. Um, yeah, they be demanding, uh, not demanding, but essentially quoting that he, he wants to be traded on Monday. Um, and they said, no, no, no. He didn't even show up for practice on Monday. Missed all the team meetings. Um, the, the, it's been boiling over for a couple of years now. You know, all those personalities, Le'Veon Bell, A.B., Big Ben, um, someone needs to step up, and that's Tomlin. And it it, yes. it it doesn't seem like he's ever going to step up. I don't, I don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. I mean, he's – I still think he's – probably the best maybe not the best receiver in the league but definitely top three and he i think he's his ego got in the way juju smith schuster got all the targets last week mm-hmm. and 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 his numbers show it i think uh i think ab was was upset that he wasn't getting the ball more um i think it's a little a little bold for him to be demanding a trade already, like after two games. It I mean, it it, yeah. it didn't seem like he was demanding a trade. It was a former staffer or equipment yeah. manager um, that he responded to. It it yeah. seemed like okay, if you think about that about me, then let's find out. Yeah, it's basically what he was saying. I think the Steelers will pull it back together this year, but they have got to get it going because they have to win this. They have to win this. this is a must win. You go zero and three to start the year. You're not oh, well, oh, two and one. oh two and one. I should say yeah, because they tied with the Browns. But that's not a good start. That's a terrible start. And and the the history shows that teams that start winless for through the first three weeks of the season hardly ever make the playoffs. And I don't I don't think they're going to pull it together unless they win this week. They're going to have to. Yeah, and it's against a high-powered Buccaneers team that 
No one saw on it. On Monday night. Yeah. All the spotlights on them. Yeah. Let's turn to a game that didn't go seven hours. Dolphins, Jets. Uh, <laughs> Tannehill was great. 17 for 23, 168, two touchdowns on the game. Donald last week, uh, 25 for 41, 334. He struggled again, one touchdown, two picks. Yeah, Tannehill didn't throw for a lot of yards, but he looked efficient, and he threw two touchdowns. And the Dolphins are surprising me because I didn't think they'd do this. Uh, Darnold looked like the rookie that he is two weeks in a row now because we saw him last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Darnold's thrown three, four, five picks already this year. Five. Five interceptions through three games. That's not what you want out of your rookie. Um, but the Dolphins look better than I expected them to, honestly. High-powered offense of Tampa Bay getting a a win, 27-21 over Philadelphia. Nick Foles is out as a starter. Carson Wentz is back in and the starter this week. Fitzpatrick went 27 for 33, 402, four touchdowns, one pick. <laughs> Fitzpatrick is Fitz Magic right now, like you said last week after week one. He uh, he looks really good. I think he's comfortable in that Tampa Bay offense, and I don't think Jameis Winston gets his job back no, if, if this continues. No, that's not a chance. No, not at all. So, uh, Mahomes and Fitzpatrick yeah. are the MVP leaders at this moment. Oh, yeah, definitely. Through two, through two weeks, yeah. I mean, they've both won uh, Offensive Player of the Week for two weeks, for in, two a weeks in a row. Start I mean, that's, that's insane. So, I mean, you can't – I mean, who else is going to win it, though? Those two, those two have just been on fire. So, I think it's the, – the Buccaneers are surprising, to say the least. We – we both said three games they'd win. They're gonna. They're already one two. They're gonna. Yeah. They're gonna. I mean, they <laughs> could be a playoff team. Fitz Magic stays in. They're yeah. they're go, they're gonna be a playoff team if he stays in. I think. Oh yeah. Um, last week's game for Cleveland against the Saints, like we said, if they had a field goal kicker, they'd win the game. Yeah. Definitely. Um, great defensive battle throughout. Twenty-one eighteen New Orleans gets the win over Cleveland. Tyrod twenty-two for thirty-two forty-six a touchdown in the pick. Drew Brees last week. Pardon me. Uh, 20 for 35, 243, two touchdowns. Drew Brees, low numbers by Drew Brees' standards. Uh, yeah. but, but I think that attests to how good the Browns' defense actually is. I don't think a lot of people realize that they have that good of a defense. They realize it now. Yeah, they do now after two weeks in a row. And, I mean, they and six, five turnovers against the Steelers in week they one. They lead the NFL turnovers with 10 now. I mean, that defense is, is ridiculously good right now. And I don't think anybody knew that until they saw what they did to the Saints last week. And you're right, the Browns should be – they should have won that game. They I should mean, be 3 now. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think that means the Saints are on the downhill slide right now. I think they're fine. But but I think I think uh, Drew Brees ran into a good defense, and I don't think he expected that at all. So. Andrew Luck gets his first win in almost two years, 21-9 over the Redskins. Andrew went 21 for 31, 179, two touchdowns, two picks. Yeah, Andrew looked good. Um, I think he's – I don't think he's really lost a step, really. He still looks as good as he did when he... It's going to take him a while. He's obviously getting back up to speed, but it's Andrew Luck. I think he's going to be fine. He's got... I mean, he's got job security, really. I mean, he's not going anywhere. So I think he'll get back to his old ways, and he'll be perfectly fine. Alex Smith, 33 for 46, 292. No touchdowns, no picks, just three field goals. Yeah, Alex Smith, he he looked... He looked... uh, I mean, he didn't look great in that game. He didn't throw any picks, obviously, because he doesn't do that very often. But when you don't score any touchdowns, 
not going to win. It's just that's just all there is to it. The Colts looked way better than the Redskins did in that game. So Chargers get their first win of the year with the played Buffalo Bills team 31 to 20. Rivers was 23 for 27, 256, three touchdowns. Josh Allen gets his first professional start 18 for 33, 245, a touchdown, two picks. But he looked good throwing the ball. Allen looked good. He, he, I mean, he really did. He didn't look too distressed or anything, but. I will say when you have a player retire at halftime, you, you're pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, the Bills are definitely not what I thought they'd be this year. <laughs> I think they made a huge mistake getting rid of Tyro Taylor. But what can you do at this point? you got to ride Allen. That's all you can do. And The Chargers look good, although it was against the Bills, so you can't take you, it too that, seriously. That game doesn't count. No. They'll, they'll get a test this week yeah. against the, a real team. But, yeah. Another tie, another week. Vikings, Packers, 29-29, and we'll get into this right now since we're on a topic. Does the NFL need to change their overtime rules like college football? Yes, I stress that. Yes, yes, they do. Um, This is getting ridiculous. We shouldn't have ties in the NFL. There's no ties in college football, so why should there be ties in the NFL? It's just getting crazy. Like, you shouldn't – We a few years ago, we didn't ever see ties. Mm-hmm. And now we see ties all the time. And it's, I mean, it's got to stop. I mean, I like that they got rid of the sudden death rule. I didn't ever like that. But, I mean, you got to change something. You can't keep having ties each week. It's going to mess up the playoff do you, format. Do you start them at the 25 every drive? Or how would you do it? I think 25 is too close for an NFL team. 40? I'd say 40-yard line probably. Give them, give them the ball on the, si- on the plus side of the 50. Yeah. Don't give it to him on the 25. That's too close. But the 40 would be fine. And speaking, this this game is crazy of the rules. Um, roughing the passer, Clay Matthews on Kirk Cousins. If that wouldn't have happened, Green Bay would have won. Yeah. Um, is it too lenient? The rule? The rule. Um, I don't know. I'm. I think. I think quarterbacks get way too much protection. I think, I mean, I know they're trying to go for player safety and especially quarterbacks, but. There comes a point where it's just like, what can the defensive player do anymore? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I it, don't know. It was a low hit on the legs. It and was. If, you, if, if if Clay landed awkwardly on Cousins' legs, I mean, and if Cousins was hurt, yeah. then I understand the rule. But surely that that rule has to be more lenient or it has to be at least challengeable. Yeah, it does. In my opinion. I mean, that was, you make it, you're putting the defensive player in a position where he just he doesn't know what he can do anymore, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that's more dangerous, honestly, because you're going to start getting players hurt more by by not knowing what they're doing. So yeah, Cousins on the game was fantastic in the fourth quarter. He put up three touchdowns by himself: 35 for 48, 245, four touchdowns, one pick. Aaron Rodgers on one leg went 30 for 42, 281, and a touchdown. They both end in a tie, however as two missed field goals in overtime for both teams led to the 29-29 to tie. NFC South matchup, Falcons beat the Panthers 31-24. to Cam Newton was great, 32-45, 335, three touchdowns and a late pick. Matt Ryan, 23 for 28, 272, two touchdowns and a pick. I don't know what to think about that game because both quarterbacks played really well. Yeah. Um, the Carolina defense was uh, – I mean, I don't know about them right now. They they look vulnerable in that game, especially secondary. Yeah, um, I don't know. They got a good pass. They got good linebackers, a good a good front, but their secondary is is not quite as good. So, 
Ryan expose that secondary, and I think that'll lead to a lot of teams doing that this year. But the Panthers, I I don't know. I don't know about them. They're I thought they were better than that. We we all expect the Panther defense to be great. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan's great. Um, we all knew that. Um, but yeah, that that Panther defense. I don't I don't know what to think anymore. It's got some holes in it for sure. So. Tennessee gets their first win of the year, 20 to 17. Houston falls to 0 and 2. Deshaun Watson was 2 22 for 32, 310 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Blaine Gabbert was 13 for 21, 17 and a touchdown. This game surprised me. I did not expect the Titans to do much. Um, if you're the Texans, you can't lose to Blaine Gabbert. You really can't. I mean, I mean he's a he's a decent backup quarterback, but. I mean, the Texans, this was a game they needed to win to get back on track, and they had, they have the better team, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, they can't, you can't lose that game. Watson doesn't look good. No, he doesn't right now. He's having a sophomore slump. And he's, I mean, it's going to show this week. They, they got another, uh, another tough matchup, so. We'll hint out later. Yeah. Ravens beat the Cardinals 34 to nothing. Uh, yeah. wasn't shocking at all. Not Sam at all. Bradford, only 90 yards passing on 17 completions. One pick. Jared Goff was amazing. 24 for 32, 354, touchdown in the pick. Is it time to start Rosen? Yeah, I, I think it is. I was going to get into that later, but Bradford is stagnant. That offense is stagnant. They have nothing. They have no identity at all. Bradford has got to, has got to go. If he starts this game and shows any sign of not producing at all in the first couple drives, I have no doubt in my mind that they'll put Josh Rosen in there. That's another I mean, that's another example of sitting behind a quarterback. Yeah, Sam Bradford's been in the league a long time, but I mean he's not a Pro Bowl quarterback, obviously, and he's I mean he's a veteran. Was his first year. Yeah, I mean he was his first year. He's not a perennial Pro Bowl quarterback. He's he's a good professional, but he's just had a he's had a bounce around career and I don't know that doesn't really help a a guy sitting behind him, in my opinion. So. San Francisco gets their first win of the new year, 30-27. Detroit falls to 0-2. Matt Stafford, Stafford, I can't say his name, 34-53, 337, three touchdowns. Garoppolo was better this game, 18 for 26, 206, two touchdowns. Yeah, Garoppolo got back on the winning, winning ways, which I, I thought he would this week. I picked the Niners. I'm pretty sure I did last week. Um, I didn't see much of this game, but... From what I saw, the Niners, they played pretty well. It was a close game at the end. Um, I don't know, Detroit, not sure about them. The, the Niners, they're they're an okay team, it looks like. Jimmy G got back in the win column. So, had a solid game, two touchdowns. Didn't throw for a ton of yards, but you don't have to. I mean, you don't always have to. So, Oakland falls to 0-2 as the Denver Broncos beat the Raiders 20-19. Gruden still can't figure out why there's no pass rush. <laughs> And he knows why there's no pressure. He, he just won't say it, it for some reason. He just won't Stop say it. saying it. He says we got to find out how to get to the opposing team's quarterback. Well, you had the guy to get to the. Khalil Mack is outdoing your entire defense. Yeah, he he really is, and I just don't know about the Raiders. They lost that game to the Broncos. They they lost it. They lost to themselves. They had that game won, and oh man, you just can't lose close games like that, especially on the road. If you have the lead, you got to hold it and. I don't know about the Raiders. Seventeen man. unanswered for Denver in the second half. Yeah, I mean that's just that shows how bad the Denver defense or the Oakland defense is right now. I just don't know. No pass rush at all. It's just non-existent. Cleo Mack is out. Like we said before, Cleo Mack is out doing the entire 
Oakland defense with more sacks, more pressures by himself. Oh yeah, than the entire Oakland defense. It's just a terrible, terrible trade. Derek Carr, 29 for 32, 288 and touchdown. Case Keenum, 19 for 35, 222 and a pick. He didn't look good. No. That Denver offense looked great late, but it was, it wasn't all on Keenum. It was basically the running back. Philip Lindsay from Colorado, who was great, fourteen for one hundred seven. Yep, and Lindsay staying in staying in Colorado. Um, he just he ran all over that defense. Um, Keenum, I'm not sure about him yet. I don't know if he's the savior for the Broncos. I don't know if he's what sets that offense over the edge, but he didn't look great. Uh, but that running game didn't look bad at all. Saxonville, of course, with that big community down in Florida, beat the Patriots 31-20. to Tom Brady to 24 for 35, 234 and two touchdowns. Blake Bortles, 29 for 45, 376, four touchdowns in the pick. He looked fantastic. Bortles. Brady's first game under 300 yards passing in almost two years. That is a shocker. I actually didn't know that stat until you just said it, but I don't know. the Bortles looked good. He looked fantastic. He looked really good, and I don't know if that has something to do with some uh, some retribution from last year against the Patriots where he thought he should have beat them in the title game. They were aggressive last Sunday. Man, they look good. That defense is stout. Uh, that offense is, is really good. I mean, they lost some weapons, but, man, they're they're not bad. And, and Jacksonville, I was high on them coming in this year. Um, I still think they're one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, I really like them. And they took that. That's a statement win right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, although it was at home, if they beat them in New England, it would hold a little more weight. But they beat the Patriots, and that's saying something. It, New England always struggles in September. It it, it always happens. It, it's weird. Like it's really weird. They always struggle in September. Then they just become Goliath. Well, I heard a stat about Brady over ninety degree weather. He's not very good. No. But when he gets into that cold weather, he's fantastic. fantastic. So I don't know. Worst Sunday night game of the year, in my opinion, Cowboys and Giants. Cowboys improved to one and one, twenty to thirteen over Eli in the Giants. Prescott sixteen for twenty five, one sixty. He did not look good at all. Manning thirty three for forty four, two seventy nine touchdown. This these two offenses did not look great at all, and the Giants defense looked weak. The I mean, what I saw was the de- the. Giants offensive line looks like a disaster. They can't protect. They can't protect. No, no. And Eli, like they had a there's there's been a meme going around already of Eli's face when he was getting picked up off the turf, and he just looks petrified. He looks terrified. He doesn't know. He doesn't look like he he can even stay like confident at all. And when you're getting sacked six times a game, yeah. I mean, but but on the other side, Dallas didn't look great either. I mean, they really didn't. Um, None of them did. Nobody looked good in that game. That was just a stagnant game. It was a bad game. It was just not a fun game to watch. And, I mean, just, I don't know. It's just not a good game. And the Giants look not good. Dallas doesn't look great, and I didn't think they'd be good this year, really. I figured no. they'd be second in that division. But they're not going to be a playoff team, I don't think. And neither of these teams are anywhere near the playoffs, I don't think. Philly's just a mile ahead of oh, everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great game Monday night. Chicago 24-17 over Seattle. Chicago improves to 1-1. Seattle falls to 0-2, and the dysfunction continues with Pete Carroll's team. Russell Wilson, 22 for 36, 226, two touchdowns in the pick. Mitchell Trubisky did not look good. 25 for 34, two touchdowns, two picks. 
200 yards even passing. I'm still not sold on Trubisky. I am uh, not either. I don't know about him. The Bears' defense looks good, though. Um, with Kula Mack, it's got to be good. Um, I don't know what's going on in Seattle. I do know what's going on in Seattle. It's just dysfunctional. Well, yeah. Uh, no defense, really. Uh, no le- offense. Legion's gone. All they got on offense is Russell Wilson, really. I mean, I knew that the C- Seattle wasn't going to be great this year, but I just don't know. It's just it's tough up there in Seattle right now. So. Number three with the Bills and the Vikings. Uh, this ain't much of a question. No. I'm going to go with the Vikings, obviously. The Bills look terrible dysfunctional um i mean with as bad as the bills have struggled and as good as the vikings have looked with kirk cousins so far i don't think this will be much of a problem for the vikings no this is an easy question but uh we're both win minnesota um giants texans two teams are zero and two looking to get their first win or we can go for the tie dude yeah i don't know i think uh i think the texans i'm picking the texans um i think the Texans only have three sacks in 2018, none by J.J. Watt. Yeah. Uh, but I think that changes this week. The old Giants of the line looked terrible, vulnerable last week against the Dallas uh, Cowboys, and I think the Texas D overwhelms the Giants this week, and Deshaun Watson finally breaks out and gets out of that little start to his sophomore slump. I'm picking Houston, too. They just can't protect Eli, and I, I – I... I don't know how far I can go with that. Well, yeah, no. Packers, Redskins. Uh, Packers. Uh, it's going to be close, I think, but I got the Packers. Alex Smith made it. I mean, they made it. It's going to make it a close game, but I just think that Rodgers and the Packers are coming off motivated off of that tie, so they're going to win this one. I got Green Bay um, as well. Um, Dan Rodgers, I said that last week, and he tied. Um, but they should have won that game. Yeah, they um, should have. Next game on the docket, 49ers, Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs, they're just hot right now. Um, they're just Patrick Mahomes looks incredible right now. And although the Niners got back in the win column last week with with Jimmy G getting back on on track, uh, they didn't look good doing it. They didn't look great doing it against a, a Lions team that's just not that great, I don't think. Um, but Mahomes thirty eight for fifty five for five eighty two and ten touchdowns this year. And with Eric Berry coming back, probably it looks like week. Four-ish? Yeah, he. They said he may come back this week. I don't know, no. but I don't think he will. Uh, but the Arrowhead's gonna be rocking this week. It's just gonna be loud. I, and yeah, I've been there for Thursday night games, Sunday night games. That I, it's gonna be rocking. Oh yeah, I think um, that sets it apart. So. I'm taking Kansas City as well. It's the Mahomes era. We're just living in it. Um, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes, and he's not giving me a reason not to pick this team. Not at all. Um, I. Bob Sen actually done a good job with this defense at the first three quarters of the game. It's for the fourth quarter that it's yeah. it falls off. Yeah. Um, over under touchdowns four. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure on the over under. Uh, I don't know what to pick on that one. It's at three and a half right now. Yeah, I think three and a half is probably not a bad over under. Uh, I think this defense turns in their best performance of the year so far, though. Yeah. Obviously, because Arrowhead. Jimmy does. Uh, Jimmy G doesn't have a lot of weapons. No, he doesn't. Not so, at all. and they face two really good offenses. They so. have. I I don't know. Raiders, Dolphins, Dolphins looking to, to take a commanding three zero lead in the AFC East. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna try to go. I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders this week. I think they'll get into the win column finally. Um, I Miami's looked better than I thought they would. Uh, they're two and zero, and if they win this week, they got a a good three zero lead in the division. But uh. 
I think John Gruden finally gets a win this week at the Raiders. I don't know. That pass rush is just non-existent. But Derek Carr didn't look bad last week, 29 for 32 for 288 and a touchdown. But uh, I think I think Oakland wins this one. Chucky hasn't given me a reason to pick him yet. Like I said to start the year, I don't trust him. No, I don't, I don't either. I, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. I think Tannehill looks great. Yeah. Um, the offensive line is sad. They they have weapons. Um, Keenan Drake's great. I'm taking Miami. Colts Eagles. Carson Wentz is back for the first time in almost seven months. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say something about that. Carson makes his return to the Eagles lineup after that ACL tear last year. Um, he probably would have been the 2017 MVP of the league last year if he hadn't gotten hurt. So I think he's gonna come back and and really set the world on fire. Honestly, they're in Philadelphia. Um, I think they're gonna. I think it's going to be big for the Eagles. The Colts looked good last week, too, but I just think the Eagles have it. Yeah, Carson Wentz, that's a factor. Um, the line was minus two of Philly, it's now minus five. Um, he's worth a field goal for sure. Yeah, Philly. definitely. Uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville. The Jags, they look really good. Uh, the Titans, I think the Titans surprised a lot of people last week beating the Texans. I don't, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, the Jags beat the Patriots for a statement win last week. Um, I think the Titans, although they did beat the Texans last week, they don't think they get it done this week. Jacksonville's too good. That, that defense proved me wrong last week. Yeah. I thought Tom would go in there and just destroy him. Um, but Tom didn't look great at all. Nope. Um, Jacksonville. Panthers, Bengals. Uh, taking the Bengals. They haven't given me any reason to pick against them so far. Uh, they're hot, especially after what I saw last Thursday. Um I just think they're too good, and the Panthers' defense looks kind of suspicious right now, and I think that Dalton can exploit that. As long as A.J. Green and Andale are on the same team, I'm taking Cincy. Um, that Panther defense, like you said, it looks suspicious. Yeah. Broncos-Ravens. I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, despite what Flacco did um, in week one to the Bills, that doesn't hold much weight right now because the Bills are bad. I think that the Broncos have this. I haven't seen enough out of the Ravens yet to know much about them, so I think the Broncos have it. I'm taking Baltimore. Um, I love the Bronco defense, but that Raven defense is good as well. Um, I don't know how much I can trust Case Keenum with those two performances, and it, he just didn't look good doing them. Um, there's going to be calls for Lamar Jackson in this game. I think there will be, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm taking Baltimore, even though Lamar Jackson might get a few eyebrows raised. <laughs> Saints-Falcons at Atlanta. I'm taking the Saints. Uh, the Falcons looked good last week against Carolina, but I think the Saints get back on track after uh, kind of a stagnant offensive effort from the Saints' perspective. They're usually a lot better than that. They played a good defense last week. I think Breeze and the Saints get back on the track on track this week, and I think they beat them. I don't. I, I don't know what to make of the Saints defense. They allowed 45 against Tampa Bay, and then Taylor looked good against them yep. last week. Um, I'm going to take Atlanta just on the fact that I trust Matt Ryan and Julio Jones yeah. and Devontae Freeman. So I'm taking Atlanta. Chargers-Rams. This should be a dandy. It should be. The battle for Los Angeles, it's finally arrived. I don't think this will be a huge battle, though. I think the Rams' defense is just too good. The Chargers will make it interesting, though, with Phillip Rivers and his weapons, but I think the Rams get it done and solidify themselves as the team in L.A. that that is the real dominant one. Yeah, um, I'm taking Los Angeles, as uh, the Rams as well. 
Um, that defense is stout. That offense is stout. I I don't know what to do with Phil Rivers anymore. No. Bears, Cardinals. I'm taking the Bears. The Cardinals have no identity at all, like I said earlier in the show. They, uh, they'll they be definite calls for Josh Rosen in this game, no. I think. I mean, they're in Arizona. I think he'll go in. Yeah, I think he will. I think it'll be the same scenario as ha- what happened last night with the with the Browns. I don't think that that Tyrod was going to stand in the second half, and I don't think Bradford will start in the second half if he wow. even shows any signs of not doing anything. So, I think um, the Bears win. Khalil Mack, that's all I need to say. Yeah, Chicago, Cowboys, Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks in this one. They've they got to get a win somewhere, and I think that since Dallas is going to Seattle, I think that they can win this one. Uh, they don't have much of an identity, but Russell Wilson, he can get stuff done. I don't, uh, he doesn't have much weapons, but I haven't seen much from the Cowboys either. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Solely based that it's in Seattle. That that's the only reason I'm taking Seattle. Yeah. Um, that's both me. It's for real. It I've is. There. It, it, it's for real. Um, I thought last night's Sunday night game was bad. This might, might be worse, Lions-Patriots. <laughs> I'm taking the Patriots, obviously. Matt Patricia's going against his old team, his old mentor in Bill Belichick. Uh, Matt Patricia being a defense guy has not shown me anything this year. He's gotten torched in both games. That defense is looking horrible in Detroit. Uh, I don't think they'll do much. They'll go to 0-3. I think the Patriots handle this one pretty easily. Yeah, New England should walk in and put up 14 as soon as they walk in the door. Yeah. Um, that defense looks bad. Like really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how far you can go with Stafford anymore. No. I just don't. I don't I don't know. They're just... So I'm taking New England. Monday Nighter, Buccaneers, Steelers. The Buccaneers look fantastic. Yeah, they've opened my eyes. I picked them to win three games. I think you did too. And I just don't. I have I'm super surprised by the Buccaneers. They have gone off the first two weeks, and I think they, I think they'll handle the Steelers pretty easily. The Steelers look terrible right now. Uh, just fits magic, man. He's going nuts. I mean, that that defense looks good. Yeah. Um, the Steelers are a dysfunctional house fire right now. Definitely. Um, the the it's just too much drama. They're crumbling right. from inside. It, I mean. It belongs like it belongs on BET or something. Yeah. Um, it's a drama. It, it, it's crazy. Um, Fitzmagic looks for real. He does. And I think this will cement his place as the starter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going forward. And I think they, they will match my prediction. Yeah, I think Three so. Three wins. And I think they will get it done as the Steelers will face Tampa Bay. Let's get this out of the way now. A good Thursday night. In week four, Vikings Rams. Ooh, that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a great one. It's gonna be probably one of the best primetime games of the year, in my opinion. That might be a game that the Rams lose. I think they they're not gonna lose a lot this year. I don't think. Um, but if there's a team that can beat them, I think the Vikings can do it. Especially that's gonna be a huge game in the NFC because mm-hmm. that's that's probably your top two seeds right there. I think we picked them as our top two seeds this yeah. year. Uh, that's gonna that might hold some weight at the end of the year about who gets the one seed in the, in the NFC. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah. Los Angeles has to give me a reason not to pick them yet. No. Um, that offense is an all-pro machine. That defense is full of pro bowlers as well. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think, has got to struggle. Um, that defense is suspect. 
at times. Um, I think often Gurley is just going to go off Thursday night and just destroy Minnesota at LA. Um, I'm taking the Rams officially that one. I'll take the Rams too, I'd say. I'd, I'll take them. Pick them standings after week two. You are 9-8. and eight. I am 10-7. and seven. After week two, we will see where we go for week three. But that is going to do it for us here on a Friday. Thank you so much for making us part of your day, wherever you are, whether you're in the car, at your work, or listening on your mobile device. Device. I can't say words today. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Wyatt Bell, Austin Hall, thank you so much for joining us right here on, on uh, KZOX LP Maryville. 90s at noon, coming up right here on, 90, on 106.7. Chopping early in the morning. Ooh, on the wave like a 